0: We are back, and as promised, we are talking about what to do when you're feeling overwhelmed. And I want to start out by letting all of you guys know that feeling overwhelmed or feeling stressed or whatever your chosen word is, it's perfectly normal, and it's something that happens to everybody, especially uh, during different times of the year. And it's important to remember that when you're feeling this way, it's reflect back or refer back to part one of this series that we did yesterday, that the one of the most powerful ways to level yourself off to make yourself feel better is realizing that you can be in control of the feeling of overwhelm. And generally speaking, that feeling of overwhelm, when you're introspective about it, when you actually look at it for what it is, you're going to realize really it's it's a voluntary feeling, and you can now choose to feel back in control. We talked a lot about uh, how to do that on yesterday's show, and we're going to be drilling down more on that, and we're making it as always practical and tactical, and keeping this focus primarily on generating real estate sales. But just I want to let you also a secondary uh, sub point I was thinking about in prepping for today's show is we're entering really any time of year you can have um, moments of feeling overwhelmed or stressed. On our video that Julie and I put up uh, this morning on TikTok and on YouTube, we talked briefly about when you have too many transactions. Well, you can feel the same way when you have too few transactions, but also during the holidays. Holidays are a very stressful time for a lot of people. And if you enter into the holidays having sort of unrealistic expectations a lot of times, you're going to definitely stress yourself out. Matter of fact, it's fascinating when you guys do, if you chose to do any homework on this, Um, most people experience more stress during the holidays than they do during their normal lives, which is kind of fascinating.
1: That's true. And a lot of studies have also proven that most heart attacks happen on a Monday. Yep. So there are things that you can watch out for. And I have to add to this too, that feelings of overwhelm also change as your career trajectory changes, as your age changes, your hormones change, your relationships, your, all kinds of things can affect this. So for example, if you are a newer, newer agent, and this is the first time that you've had two transactions pending at the same time with all different deadlines, inspections, appraisals, and negotiations, well, maybe you're feeling overwhelmed. And then we have other iterations of that where it's maybe the first time you've had 10 active listings at the same time. The feelings are the same. It's how you
0: deal with them. Well, Julie just said something that's really important. um, And I want to just take a half step back and we're not going to make this podcast about anything that's not practical and tactical, but what she said was so flipping important. I hope you guys understood it. Uh, she mentioned hormones. She mentioned age. She mentioned the, in you know, embedded in that would have been exercise, nutrition, things like that. What it's fascinating, incredibly fascinating. Um, the gut bacteria, for example, there's all kinds of studies that have been done that have shown essentially, and I know this sounds crazy. And frankly, I don't even know how to articulate it without sounding like a crazy person, <laughs> but evidently the bacteria in your gut Uh, communicates, I know it already sounds crazy, with your actual brain. So if your guts are actually out of whack because of the fact that you're, you know, feeling too much stress, not eating correctly, having too much alcohol or whatever, you're actually going to break down the lines of communication between essentially your physiology and your, your mental aptitude. It actually degrades if your gut bacterium is not in check. I know, sounds wacky, but research it yourself. And this is all breaking the new research and, you know, who knows, two years from now, they might decide it's quackery. But for now, it's very fascinating to read and learn about how incredibly intertwined all of our bodies are. But the thing I really wanted to focus on with what Julie just said is a hormonal thing, especially as you get older. And I'll just speak to this from a personal level. Um, I noticed personally, I mean, Julie and I have been married for 31 years. We've been in the real estate business for, you know, three decades and the rest of it. And I can tell you that I look back and I can see because, you know, our whole careers have basically been documented in one way or another. I can see that I was a different person in terms of how I thought about things and how I went about things. And it makes sense over years, your behaviors and how your approach to things would change. But what I didn't take into consideration was how much hormones actually had an effect on that. So as men, this is a special message for men. And Julie, if you choose to do it, you can do a special message for women. Men, if you're over really 35, um, mostly over 40, have your testosterone checked. Because what you're going to discover is if you're feeling laxative,al if you're getting fat, I mean, I sound like a commercial, mm-hmm. and we're not selling anything here. I'm just telling you from personal no experience.
1: No pharmaceutical at the end of this. <laughs>
0: talk. No, no pharmaceutical. No, no, um, you know, special code to text. Yeah. Chances are your hormones are out of whack, and mostly with men, frankly, it's not that complicated. It's almost always going to be your testosterone. Uh, So go to a, you know, do some homework on this, do a lot of research on this. And then the amazing thing is, is that the research has shown because there's been enough people using testosterone for hormone replacement therapy, not for like guys, you know, juicing at the gym to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in in the day. But these are just men trying to get their hormones back in check because there's a range, right? It goes from, I think it's 300 to like a thousand. And, you know, depending on when your hormone levels are in that range, you know, really has a direct impact on the results you get in life. And I've had Many, many coaching clients, um, I don't even know how many, not 50, but somewhere between, you know, let's say 20 and 50, who I've given this advice to, mostly men who are in that age range I mentioned, who went and had their, their testosterone checked. And it's a simple blood test. It's no big deal. And if you're in many parts of the country, there's actually clinics that specialize in hormone replacement therapy for men. And like with the exception of maybe five people, all of them had low testosterone. Many of them, because I suggested that they then go to their GP and have their same test redone, and again, low testosterone. And I can tell you example after example, where it was usually maybe six months after starting hormone replacement therapy for men, that their behaviors completely changed. And they went back, some of these clients I've had for, you know, some of them 15, 20 years as coaching clients, and they went back to feeling and acting like they were before in other words just by getting their hormones in balance and it's not just testosterone it's a couple other things that it really did change their lives they didn't feel depressed anymore they had energy during the day they were able to all of a sudden start performing in different aspects of life that maybe they just thought were behind them all of those types of things you want to speak to that from a female perspective
1: absolutely and i think it's important to not just get tested once and assume that that's going to be your levels all the time to do it you know regularly i've been trying to do mine every six months or so and just like with men, with women, hormones can be out of whack. You know, we all monitor ourselves every day for the obvious, like not getting enough sleep or having too much caffeine or not enough caffeine, too much alcohol, whatever the, you know, the obvious things, but things that are underlying like your different levels of, of things that, you know, your body is a closed system, Right. So one thing leads to the next. If your gut biomes aren't telling your brain the right thing, and then your brain's getting stressed out, and then it releases cortisol, and then that puts your hormones out of whack, you could be in a really bad loop without really realizing it. And meanwhile, you're treating yourself with more caffeine and less sleep, and it's a constant thing. So this is something really to be proactive about, and we do have a future point about taking care of your health here but this this is just scratching the surface so and we did a podcast i don't know maybe 2 years ago about sleep we've talked about lots of studies when you think you're depressed or you think you're tired you're actually dehydrated you can get all of your stuff you know you have to ask for multiple panels so that you get a really good well bits, bits, uh, you can't just go to your gp you can no, need to uh, be more proactive
0: somebody who specializes in hrt is going to know yes. exactly what how to read the panels you'll get a full blood panel and they'll show you what your estradiol's level is and you're and i've been on uh, hormone replacement therapy since 2014 or 13 Mm -hmm. and i'll I'll, again i'll tell you i don't care if i tell you guys something personal i mean we've all of us have known each other for a long time right (laughs) i remember my dad as he got older became very um sort of disenfranchised and uh disassociative is that a word Mm -hmm. and he would become he was always an introvert but he became a real introvert and started cutting himself off from everybody and I remember always thinking, well, what the heck happened with him? You know, what what was the thing that led to it? And as I got older, I thought, and I started to learn more about this because I saw it happening in uh, coaching clients. I saw it happening in you know coaching clients that I you know knew, loved, and cared about. And, and then I remember back to the experience my dad had, and what ultimately triggered this whole research into HRT was one of my coaching clients. Uh, I should have told the story slightly differently before, but I'll just clean it up now. One of my coaching clients went and had his uh, levels checked and one of my coaching clients then went on HRT and then it was after he started to really change the results he was getting in his business and also his personal life he then told me he was on HRT and then I started telling other coaching clients about his success on HRT and then eventually I went and had my blood checked Mm -hmm. after (laughs) frankly a whole bunch of my clients did the same thing and I saw the differences in them so again men are easier to frankly get back and check Uh, Women are harder because, you know, women are actually their hormones are more complicated, but there we are all blessed to be living in a time now where there are doctors to specialize in this type of thing and it's not that expensive. So go out there and research it yourself. And if you're of a certain age and relates over 40, the amount of, for example, in men, the amount of testosterone you have and testosterone, by the way, is what makes a man, a man, women and men both have testosterone, women and men both have estrogen. But what makes a man, a man is essentially, you know, having uh, more testosterone than estrogen. And what happens is, you get older, you make less testosterone. And then what happens is the estrogen sometimes will be more dominant than, again, not a doctor. Don't listen to me. Don't not listen to me for medical advice. I'm just an idiot podcaster. But just use this, hopefully, to seed you to do your own homework. But what happens as you get older, a lot of men will start to lose the characteristics emotionally and physically of masculinity and then they start essentially it's just compounds they start seeing themselves as less than they what they were they're fatter they don't they're not interested in sex anymore they just
1: assume it's because they're getting older exactly one thing leads to the next and they figure well i'm another year older and maybe i'm never going to lose the weight or have the energy or whatever and it's just because of that well it might not be because of that
0: and that can happen sometimes in your late 30s and I'll, i'll you guys know that we have especially when we lived in Texas, Julie and I had a lot of um, ex-military friends, and we've had a lot of military people's coaching clients. We've had, you know, SEALs on our podcast, the whole thing. And one of the things that they are, uh, basically early days, but one of the things they're starting to discover is a lot of the PTSD that returning, uh, you know, soldiers, American heroes, true American heroes, a lot of the PTSD that they're experiencing actually is as a result of some sort of head concussion. It doesn't necessarily have to come, back from, come from an impact it can come back, come from a loud noise or whatever. And so what they're, again, starting to learn is that that concussion to the head, and if you had a concussion even when you are in high school or whenever, that can actually cause, I forget which gland it is, to not produce the not necessary amount of testosterone for your body to be in whack, and that can cause you to actually feel depressed. So a lot of the, the, the um, research that's been done on PTSD guys and gals with regards to HRT is they put them on testosterone and they give them uh, B12 shots, and then all of a sudden they feel like they did before because their body stopped making the hormones to keep everything else in balance. So again, research all this yourselves, but realize this stuff is more in your control. So if you're not getting out of what out, what you want out of your life, don't give up. Start researching it more. Do more homework. And for the handful of you, hopefully, that this has had a very meaningful mm-hmm. impact and you're really hopefully going to be triggered to go and research more of this yourselves, Uh, you're welcome. And for the rest of you, hopefully, if you can find this information useful, maybe you know or love someone that needs this type of information, maybe steer them towards doing their own homework. And if you guys want us to talk more about this stuff, Julie and I actually are multifaceted. We're a bit of a polymaths when it comes to, you know, the different things we're interested in. But if you'd like us to talk more about things other than real estate, let us know in comments on YouTube and obviously on the other places we post our podcasts. All right. So enough about that. (laughs) Yes.
1: Well, just to reel it into the practical tactical uh, case at hand, part two of how to handle things when you're getting really overwhelmed for whatever reason that is, you know, you, most of you are in real estate, so it's usually real estate related. But what Tim was just talking about, all of those things are exacerbated when you're busy, when you're stressed. That's when you notice it the most. So make sure you're taking care of it before it sneaks up on you. That's homework for pretty much everybody. Okay, so part two, we're talking about what to do when you're feeling overwhelmed, what to keep and what to let go, what to never let go of and what to maybe temporarily let go of. So point number seven, again, we're in part two here pursuing the less than motivated or non-responsive leads. Let them go. If you've been doing a great job with your lead follow-up before you got slammed with business and they're just not responding, well, chances are they're not real leads anyway. The problem with keeping on leads that you think are leads that are not ever going to do anything is it stops you from looking for people who will do something with you.
0: So I got a great story for you guys. Actually, this was told to me by someone named Dave Knord, who happens to be the president of EXP Realty. So all of our EXP Realty friends, this uh, story came from Dave. One of my favorite stories, by the way. Thank you, Dave, if you're listening. Um, so there, you are, in a life, you are in a lifeboat, and the lifeboat basically has tons and tons of room. It's one of these massive lifeboats. It's room for a hundred people. As many people that want to get on the lifeboat, they, they can. There's no limit for space. And in, the, and in the water, and, you know, this is a lifeboat because the ship just went down. You are in this lifeboat by yourself. You're looking across the water, and you're seeing all these people, hundreds, thousands, maybe millions of people in the water. And you're shouting out because this is cold water. There might be sharks in the water. And you're shouting out. You're saying, listen, I've got a lifeboat. I can help you get up in the boat. Just swim towards me. Swim towards me. Let me know you want to get on the boat, and I'll help you get on the boat. And as you look into the water, this is what you're going to see. You're going to see some people that are swimming away from you. Who knows why? Who cares why? They're just choosing not to listen. They can hear you. They're just choosing not to listen. They're going to go and discover another boat, or make their own boat, or look for an island, or they can swim to shore, even though it's millions of miles away. Whatever. You can't help those people. They don't want to be helped. And then you notice there's people. That are a little, not quite as far as away as the people that are swimming away from you, but they're people that are you know midland and they're swimming in circles. Oh my gosh, what should I do? What should I do? I'm swimming in circles. I'm indecision. What can I do? Am I supposed to swim towards you know Bob and his boat that wants to save me, or should I swim away? What should I do? Swimming in circles. Swimming in circles. Or there are people that are actually listening and saying, "Thank God, Bob wants to save me." Not only is he swimming next or towards your boat. They're actually going to swim towards your boat, and they are also going to help other people, and they're going to help you save more people. So you have three groups of people in life. The ones swimming towards you, the ones that are indecisive swimming in circles, and the ones swimming away from you. Now, this is what essentially a rule that you can apply to every aspect of life, and it will save you an enormous amount of stress. Only focus on the ones that are swimming towards you. Those swimming in circles, those swimming away from you, if you focus your energies on those people, you're never going to save the people that are swimming towards you, the ones that are actually wanting to be on your boat. Now, when you guys invest a lot of your time, that was pretty good, right? When you guys invest accurate. a lot of your time into long-term lead follow-up and drip campaigns, you're focusing on the wrong people. And you're doing that at the cost of the people that want to get into your boat now. And why are you doing it? Because it gives you a false sense of security that those long-term lead follow-up leads might someday actually manifest into closed transactions. Statistically, they do not. You're believing a lie. Point number nine. Point
1: number eight. Okay, so your fitness and nutrition routine cannot suffer when you're busy. Change it instead of skip it. If you can't find time for your normal workout at the gym, replace it with a Saturday morning workout or a nighttime yoga class. Don't delete, just modify you need your energy and it's a great place also, by the way, to find new leads. It's also a great way to work off the stress that you are probably experiencing. So don't delete, just modify and make it temporary.
0: We talked about HRT, another thing, hormone replacement therapy, another thing for all of you to research. You've all heard this before. None of this is new information. Research low carb. Don't, you know, I know there's a lot of half measures. There's the this diet and the that diet. Nope. Research low carb. Read uh, Adkins' book about a low carb diet. That will shock you when you read how much misinformation there is out there about losing weight and staying skinny.
1: Yes, not to mention your workouts, but yes, all, all of these things are related, as it Indeed, seem. they are. Okay, point number nine, set a deadline for when you'll return to your, quote, normal schedule. This is a big mistake I see top producers making. They get into that, you know, production where they change everything, and then they never go back to what worked in the first place. Yep. Now, of course, that assumes that you have a normal schedule. Refer to your real estate treasure map and or your Harris Rules book for what we call the ideal schedule examples. Don't make your slammed schedule a new way of life. The dust will settle and you'll get back into control, but be clear with yourself when that will actually happen. Point number 10, your furiously fast lead follow-up cannot be neglected. The worst thing you can do is to have somebody call you and they hear that your voicemail's full and you know who you are, guilty listeners. <laughs> the second worst thing is that they have to leave you a message or a text or an email and they don't hear back from you for days or weeks or ever. Don't complain about feast and famine if you're not furiously fast on all forms
0: of lead follow-up. Well, uh, Julie, right there, point number 10, furiously fast lead follow-up. If you're a good proactive lead generator, if you're really good at pre-qualifying and you're really good at presenting and know that these are all skills that anyone, even people with no sales background, can absolutely master – it's not rocket science, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't require a billion step drip campaign or you Double know some opt-in. sort of big you know branding campaign and you dancing on TikTok. It doesn't require any of those things. If you're a, proact- a good proactive lead generator, you're good at pre-qualifying. In other words, just read our scripts. Hey, there's a way to shortcut the learning curve. And you're again, good at presenting and negotiating and lead follow-up. Lead follow-up is gonna be the thing that's gonna tie the loop, put the big red bow around the whole package Furiously fast lead follow-up will get you the business, even if you're a brand new agent, faster than just about anything else because most agents, especially as they get more busy or they you know, think themselves too, uh, you know, too um, experienced or important to be furiously fast with their lead follow-up, that's their weakness and that's where you can exploit, especially as a new agent. If you're a seasoned grizzled agent you're listening to me right now and you've delegated your lead follow-up to an oh, ISA yeah, yeah. and to your team, you're making an enormous mistake. Now, obviously, depending on your lead flow, you're saying, Tim, I have too many leads. I can't follow up with all all of them. But chances are the leads that you are delegating are the ones and you know there's different quality of leads, right? So the leads that are not the leads that are going to do a transaction with you in 90 days or less, those aren't really leads. That's just you wasting money to put it in a database. So the ones that are actually the most important ones, the ones that call you directly and ask about a price on a new listing the one, your centers of influence and past clients, all those types of things. You grizzled veteran know where the best lead sources come from. You are batshit crazy to delegate that to anyone because what's going to happen is those people are not going to want to do business with you. Uh, they're going to choose to do business with somebody else because their feelings are going to be hurt because you thought yourself too important to actually call them back. Most importantly, give them your cell phone number, answer the phone when they call. Don't send them a the voicemail. Don't leave them in voicemail prison. Call them back urgently.
1: That's right. And you know, there's a lot of people that never leave voicemail. They just, they call and if you don't answer, you're not even going to get that voicemail. So answer your phone.
0: Well, here, here's a scenario. And Mm you had this experience too from a coaching perspective. Mm -hmm. We'll have a brand new agent and we'll tell, we'll give brand new agent the exact market marching directions to go door knock some neighborhood where it's, you know, essentially the neighborhood's locked in by two dominant agents and has been forever. And we, we give that new agent who's never sold a house before instructions on what to say, how to say it when they go to knock on the door. And we even, you know, the whole thing is basically orchestrated, but the fact is that that agent feels comfortable enough to go knock on the door, letting them know about a recent sale in the neighborhood, letting them know about something, whatever's going on in the community or the marketplace or whatever. Then what happens is that seller is then going to oftentimes call the agent who they thought they had the center of influence and relationship with, their old agent, and the old agent doesn't call them back. And then what's going to happen is that new agent that just knocked on their door is going to become their new preferred agent because they are the sellers feeling dejected by the fact that their old agent didn't call them back. The new agents at their door, the new agents following up, the new agent obviously isn't lazy or complacent. The new agent actually wants their business. You guys get the difference. And by the way, if you want all these scripts, if you want to learn what to say and how to say it, we've made it very easy for you. All you've got to do is join premier coaching and the best part, it's free. free. Text the word premiere to 47372. Text the word premiere to 47372. And it takes about 22 seconds. Hopefully, you're texting that right now premiere 47372. Time it 22 seconds between the second you uh, hit send. And when you can become a Premier Coaching member, you get scripts, objection handlers, the real estate treasure map. You get access to a daily semi-private coaching call every weekday and you can instantly join Premier Coaching. It is free. You have no excuses not to learn what it takes to thrive in this market. Do that urgently. If you prefer to go to the website directly and skip the line, you can. Just go to members.timandjulieharris.com. Members.timandjulieharris.com. But absolutely the quickest way is for you to do it right now on your phone. Text the word Uh, Premier to 47372. Remember when texting, message, and data rates may apply.
1: Point number 11, your family. It's not okay to neglect the most important people in your life, even when you are busy. But if you're like most people, when you get busy, you might get snippy and neglectful. Don't make your stress into their stress. I do see this a lot. We coach a lot of couples and, you know, different partnerships. So this is a very common thing. If you want your family to support you, show gratitude every day and explain to them what you're doing and how the family will benefit. Daddy's super busy with new transactions, but I've got a lot of time in just a few days. Let's plan what to do this weekend, okay? Have those discussions. Don't just make your stress into their stress and assume that they're going to understand because you, they won't.
0: Do you want to tell them the astronaut story? Do you remember
1: it? Uh, sure. This is from uh, an astronaut's guide to life on earth. Do you remember I, uh, it? Yeah. I was just trying to remember the author. I will in a second. <laughs> well, that's the name of the book. <laughs> it's a great book. I'll tee
0: you up and you can finish sure. it, okay? Yep. So um, obviously to become an astronaut, male or female, you have to be an absolute stud or stud at. And to be an astronaut, you have to have probably, for the most part, been king of the world your entire life. You are the, you know, probably the smartest, the tallest, the fastest, the most gifted. You are always the teacher's pet. You were somebody that got a perfect ACT scores, had, you know, basically your pick of the litter when choosing college is the whole thing. The world was a constant, never ending red carpet for you, right? So you maybe you have joined the military, you were a fighter pilot or whatever, and you of course were a great fighter pilot. You taught Tom Cruise how to fly a plane. <laughs> right. Okay. Then you decide, well, you know what? I'm ready for career progression. Now I want to actually become an astronaut.
1: Okay, so when you go into the astronaut pool, it's not just you, it's all of the other badasses who have the same exact background as you. They're fully operational, they're butt kickers, they're academically great, they are motivated types just like you. And now you have to compete at that level. So what happened, he tells the story in the book, what happened typically, or happens typically when you get to that level, and now you have to compete because
0: there aren't that many astronauts that are chosen. But for the first time ever, you're having to compete with people that are be- as good as you, if not better. Before you were competing with people, obviously, that weren't as good as you because you were exception. You weren't 1%. You were (laughs) 0.001%. And now you're in a room full of other people that are as good, if not better than you in all the ways that you used to think you were special.
1: Yeah. So now you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed. Hmm. That should sound familiar to some of you, but what do they typically do? They look for something they can control and that leads to the rest of the story.
0: So in his book, he said in his astronaut class, he was the only one that didn't get divorced.
1: Why was that? It's because they made their stress into the family stress. They assumed their spouses would know. They came home. They wanted to control something. They got into arguments. They had a conflict, and the only thing they could control is getting divorced.
0: Well, because they were not in control of their their personal lives, not control of their professional lives. They weren't in control, and they they did not know how to deal with it. They and they were, had
1: been used to being in control. Correct,
0: and they were not emotionally equipped to basically having some sort of you know competition, or they were for the first time in their lives really being pushed to the fringes. They would come home to what Jules just said, and they would then say, well, what can I control? The reason I'm failing, it must be because of my spouse. He says this in in the book. And so to a person, they all got divorced. Now that is what happens a lot of time when anybody is trying to be successful at anything in life. What what they'll do is they'll misdirect the normal stress that comes from building something magnificent, and then they'll destroy other things in their lives. You might be doing that now. We challenge you to be introspective about that. You know, we challenge you to realize that you don't want to be, you could be the most successful person on the planet earth, but if you've got nobody to share it with, then that's not much of success after all, is it? Point that's number right. 12. Point
1: number 12. And of course, we'd like to wrap this up with this point. Stay committed to your coaching. If you're already one of our elite or premier coaching clients, show up to your daily live coaching sessions and or your scheduled coaching times. We are, of course, here to educate you, motivate you, and keep you in action, even, and maybe even especially, when you're feeling overwhelmed, slammed, super busy, or exhausted, or all of the above. Sometimes those are the best coaching calls or your coaching sessions, so stay connected, especially when you're being what we call the swan. What's the swan? Gracefully gliding across the pond while you're furiously paddling below the surface.
0: That's good, I had a call with
1: uh, Tammy Irby that was similar to this. Now, she's got tons of listings. She's got lots of pendings. She has been largely on track this year, but we identified part of this, part of feeling overwhelmed is not really knowing specifically what's stressing you out. And she was feeling like she needs to get back on track. We identified she's going to be doing 25 more transactions for the rest of the year, averaging five per month, and how specifically we're going to do that. And so this largely helped to settle what had, we made a list on our call. What should she drill down on and do more of? What does she need to do less of? What does she need to delegate so that she can meet or exceed? Because I really think she's going to end up doing more than that.
0: Well, do a delegate it, or ditch it. Exactly. Yeah, and you know what? We're going to do a podcast because you want to hear something really crazy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't leave the podcast <laughs> today. Um, if you actually count from you know oh, the yeah. end of the year I'm back, your mind. you know mm-hmm. you know what I'm yeah. saying. Mm-hmm. How many actual work days are there left this year? I bet you, I bet you that there's less, there's certainly less than a hundred. Definitely I'm less gonna than i I'm going to say
1: 100. maybe 80, maybe 80 to 85, somewhere so, in there. So this,
0: we'll do a podcast around this, but it's yeah. fascinating when you think about like, for example, oh, I got another four months or five months or six months or 10 months. It's just whenever you have, choose to have this thought, you're going to realize that if you take out the weekdays or I'm sorry, the, the weekends where you're choosing not to work, if you t- take out the holidays. the holidays and all the other things, you know, the amount of actual time number of work days that you're going to have is far fewer than you think. And then when you're really honest and you ask yourself of the days that I'm choosing to have those be work days, how many of those days are I? you know, how many hours of those days am I actually productive doing what I don't want to do and I don't want to do at the highest level, you know, things that are going to lead me to helping people and making money. Then you're dealing with maybe even if like, let's say you're operating at peak physical, mental, physiological, everything's lockstep You're maybe going to be lucky if you're able to work three to four hours at a high level every day. Most people are lucky if they work 60 minutes at at a high level every single day. What does a high level mean? Proactive lead generation, pre-qualifying, presenting, doing the things that are going to put you directly in front of somebody that can sign a contract, putting yourself in a position where you're actually going to be able to make money from helping someone. That's at a high level. And if you actually calculate out how much time you spend doing other things versus the high level stuff that actually gets you paid, you'll be shocked. And you add all those things up and it really does shine a light on why you're not progressing as fast as you want to or progressing as fast as maybe you thought you should. It's because you're spending your time doing things that shouldn't even be in your mind in the first place. Go back and listen to the first podcast series we did on this. And remember, guys, this is our podcast. We only have you for a half hour a day. We can only really gloss over really all the things you get in Premier Coaching. If you guys like what you get on this podcast, and I know you do because this continues to be the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate agents in at least the United States. And we're working on our YouTube channel. Help us out there. Uh, But if you like the podcast, you're going to love the coaching program. The best way for you to take action on that, and remember there's no risk, it doesn't cost you anything, is just text the word PREMIER to 47372, text the word PREMIER to 47372, and when you do, you can join Premier Coaching, and remember when texting, message, and data rates may apply. So Julie Harris, what's the topic tomorrow?
1: We're going to talk about how to be obsessed with real estate.
0: Oh, you started that. Yes. What is the
1: difference between dabbling, trying out, seeing how it goes, versus being so obsessed that you are crystal clear what you're going to be successful at, how you're going to do it, what are the steps that are going to be taken, and what's the difference between somebody being obsessed
0: versus everybody else? Well, that's fascinating, too, because you can say, like, I can hear in my, you know, listening to somebody's thoughts, one of the tens of thousands of people listening, I am obsessed with real estate. I spent five hours a day doing YouTube videos and all the rest of it. Nope, you're obsessed with making social media. You're yeah. not actually in the real estate business making social media. You're in the business of trying to become an influencer on social media. And we're going to clarify all these points. I'm glad you actually put that together. because yeah,
1: it's, it's still underway, but it'll be... Well, we've been talking yeah.
0: about that for a long time.
1: Probably a two-part series. We'll Are you see.
0: obsessed with the podcast topic about I being am. obsessed?
1: I am very obsessed about that. Yeah, well, because I, you know, you and I both know from literally hundreds of thousands of coaching calls, yep. as well as our hair-certified coaches and our own experience, You know, because we did actually sell real estate for a living... Uh, We know that there is a difference. You you can tell, and this is going to be one of the points, you can tell by the language that somebody uses. You can tell by their level of energy and enthusiasm. You can tell by their decision-making tree. You can tell by their self-discipline. There's lots of different parameters. It's not just one thing. It's the combination of things. But there is a specific difference. It's easy to say, well, you know, they just have the it factor, or it's just easier for them, or it's just natural for them. But it isn't really.
0: Well, ultimately, you don't judge somebody by what they say. If we're, if you're trying to, you know, everyone gets judged, so don't get triggered by the word judge, listeners. But if you're going to try to judge somebody, you don't judge them by what they say, you judge them by their results. That's right. And that ultimately is one of the things if you're wanting to really qualify or quantify or value or, you know, really frankly deciding who you're going to listen to or whatever, don't just listen to what they say because words really, at the end of the day, they have power, but they don't have They don't really have the kind of power that somebody who's willing to. Imagine if Elon Musk was still sitting around Mm. talking about going to Mars versus actually building rocket ships. You guys get the point? Yeah,
1: thinking about getting started to someday. Possibly decide to study it, analyze it for a while, and do nothing.
0: Hey, Julie, I'm Elon Musk. Wouldn't it be fun (laughs) to make a car? Let's I mean, think about that. Let's for think a about years. that for a while. You guys get the point. You judge somebody by what they do, not by what they say. And the people that actually, the most powerful people, most frankly powerful coaching clients I've ever had, are the ones that, frankly, you've never heard of, but they do the most, make the most, net the most, and become the richest because of the fact that they were willing to actually talk less, talk less about what they were going to do, and actually do more. Um, and they are the ones that are changing the world. They're the changing the world in the real. First of all, with their families, their communities. All sorts of amazing, positive things come when you're being successful and it comes on the other side of what you do, not on the other side of what you say you're going to do or not on the other side of what you say you're going to do in a TikTok video or something like Mm, that. So we are going to be drilling down on that. It's very important, especially for the younger folks or even folks that are older. Maybe why aren't you accomplishing more that you really have the aptitude Uh, to uh, accomplish and you have the desire to accomplish. It's because you're not taking enough actions. You're working on your mindset first. You're getting ready to get started. You're making your dream boards, all these getting ready to get started things. Guys, you can lose a lifetime getting ready to get started. Older people, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? So listen, guys, thank you for keeping this number one. Listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow.